Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Psychic on the Scene. This is Katie Manning here with Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hello. And Dee Scott. Hi. And we have in today a special guest that Michelle is going to do the honors of introducing. Today we have Brian Flynn with us. He started EMT school in 1999 and became a paramedic in 2005. He has worked in many agencies from the Capital District Mobile Life Support in Orange, Ulster, and Dutchess Counties. Um, he was an emer- emergency tech from 2001 to 2004 at Samaritan Hospital in Troy. And during uh, the time that he worked in these various capacities, he's had quite a few paranormal experiences. So today's show is about... Um, the experiences of first responders on the scene of accidents, incidents, and paranormal experiences related to that. Yes. So we are very happy to have you here, Brian. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. So, Brian, fill us in a little bit about your experience with the paranormal at these accidents. It actually, did you av- actually realize you were having a paranormal incident when the first time something happened no nope uh the first time and i ever really noticed it was um uh it was very it was brand new as a emt and uh we went to a cardiac arrest and the woman didn't make it and i just remember like the whole house smelling um musty and that actually stuck with me like through several calls over the course of uh course of the years and it wasn't until like 2006, 2007, somewhere in that area, I did a continuing education class. And um, it was about um, uh, suicide preventions. Okay. Mm. And the woman who was teaching the class had, exp- had two family members commit suicide. And she said both times, the first time she found her, her loved one, and she was as soon as I opened the door, um, it was there was just a musty smell that hit her. And, and I was like, ah, that kind of re- So we would say in, in the biz, we would say that you were creating your own psychic dictionary. So you were starting to formulate for yourself what resonated with you on these, the, kind of like a heads up, this is what's going to happen. Yes. Okay. Yep. So. And, and she said the second time, uh, about a year, year and a half, two years later, when uh, her other loved one, commit suicide her she went in first or her one of her family members went in and found um their loved one and as soon as she started crying she said it was almost like somebody rushed her with uh oh so she with, felt the energy she felt it, the energy and and it, it just started clicking it's like boy it's every time uh, several times like i've felt that i've sensed that you felt that rush like somebody in the room i've with only you? felt the rush a couple times and it and she she hit everything on the head. It, sounded, it felt like somebody just walked up and threw a musty blanket over you. Right. Do you, do you feel a presence with that, or is it more of a smell? It, to me, it was say? just always a smell. It was always like a damp basement, musty room, something that was just like almost like the the smell of of I guess death. That's that's <laughs> so that's how it. she she placed it. She goes, it was so a smell you, of death. So you you've obviously been an, an EMT since it was said 1999. Yes, you started school in night. I have great memory, don't I? You do. <laughs> right? I don't remember anything. For right now, I do. <laughs> oh, my Lord. The 80s didn't affect this at all. <laughs> all right, somewhat. Um, so how many times would you say, Brian, that that's happened to you, where you've had that experience at a scene? 
over the past 20 years? Uh, probably countless. I honestly wow. can't tell you. Do you find that other first responders, do you guys probably never talk about it, but do, do you guys share those kind of stories? Like, do you get back in the vehicle and say, hey, what What the heck was shit. that? That was some crazy stuff. I've mentioned it a couple times, and it's always been, yeah, whatever. Oh. It's always just been passed off. So it's like, right. I'm not going to elaborate because if nobody else is having experience and. Interestingly enough, when I've worked on cases, law enforcement cases, I have had the experience, um, I don't know if Michelle has had this, where um, the troopers or um, sheriffs have said to me, I've said, you were drawn to this area, and they say, you know what, I actually did have a psychic experience about this. One, in fact, detective told me he dreamt about the findings prior so yeah. he knew what to do. He woke up. He said everybody was, you know, racking their brains about um, it was actually, I believe, a serial rapist in oh, um, the capital region. And no. he woke up and he he kind of had the information. And, I mean, and then he followed his normal protocol. protocol. Yeah. And doing that, he was spot on. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's any accident. No, I, I think that I, I wish people would speak out more within, you know, the first responder world. Um because, you know, people talk to, to Katie and I about all kinds of things. Right. <laughs> and, uh, we get stopped I, all the time yeah. about that. You know, you might think this is crazy, but, I'm, and I always say, I'm the only person that you don't have to start a sentence with. Mm. You might think this is crazy. Because we're not going to think it's crazy. my world is crazy. <laughs> exactly. And we've probably heard it before, but well, I've had quite a few first yeah, responders. Most of my emails to Michelle are like, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happened this time. So when you were a kid, so long before becoming an EMT, did you have any paranormal experiences? I, I honestly don't remember any, and nothing. No ever dreams cl- or anything that was you know you saw a figure, ghosts right. in your closet. Well, every kid had one of those, but no, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing uh, that I would associate that I can even remember. And it wasn't anything that even happened around the house didn't happen until we all moved out. And, Oh yeah, tell us tell us about that. That's a fascinating story. Uh, my grandparents uh, live in Troy. They lived there for sixty plus years, and um, they when they had to move, they ended up selling the house to um, a guy that was going to redo it, and he had three contractors quit mm. because they kept seeing a short gentleman with a beard. Oh, uh, the first one was a, um, a carpenter on the second floor. He's putting new windows in, brand new windows. And uh, the one window would shut. And it's a brand new window, shouldn't shut. So he opens up the window. A little while later, window slams shut. Hmm. Goes over, opens the window, puts the two by four in the window to keep it open. Goes back to putting molding on. The two by four hits the wall next to him. The window slams shut, and there's a, a short old man with a beard peeking around the corner at him. He left his tools upstairs and didn't come back. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Wow. Because there was a plumber in the basement. Um, and the basement was an old dirt basement. kind of went up towards the back. And um, he was cutting out shelves that have been there as long as I can remember. And uh, putting new pipe work, uh, uh, copper piping in. And um, he's, something caught his attention on the back corner. Mm-hmm. And in the back corner of the basement, he said there was a, a short, older man with a beard looking at him, and he started walking towards him. He goes, and he grabbed his tools and ran upstairs. <laughs> he took his tools at least. He, did, yeah. <laughs> he took his tools with him. So no paranormal when you were a child. Is it? Is it in your family? Is it something that no. you could, could say? Um, what 
typically when I, especially when I talk about this or I teach classes, people that are high empaths, um, mm-hmm. they feel everything. They're drawn to certain fields. And this is just my estimation of it. They're usually nurses, healthcare, uh, teachers, and law enforcement. And Absolutely. a lot of reason is because they read energy and they're drawn to help people. Yep. Yeah. So I think probably once you started doing this line of work, it opened you up more. And that's just my assumption on that. So that's yep. probably why you made it more, um, I don't know, stronger. Or yeah, it, it amplified right. your abilities. Yeah. Now you told me one time about a story that you went to a um, you, as an EMT were called to a scene and you had to stay with the uh, the body by yourself. I think wasn't that you that told me that story that you had to stay there and that was one of the times you smelled the musty smell. Uh, we were when I was an emergency room technician. We had yes, a, I yes. was in charge of. We had to do. I was on the code team, so I had to bring oxygen and stuff upstairs to wherever, and. Uh, after that, we I was in charge of getting the the morgue cart, and uh, we were bringing the woman, uh, bringing the the person back downstairs into the morgue, and like as soon as the um, it, it was kind of weird. As soon as I got back in the room with the cart to where the woman was, and it, like in the hospital, it just kind of like came out Ooh. of the room. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so that must be creepy. Did you get the feeling that same thing you were talking about? Uh, again, at the time, I didn't. It didn't associate the feeling. Just there was. There was just. It was an eerie feeling. I mean, it's always right. an eerie feeling. It's not your norm, right? Um, years ago, Michelle and I were. We would work a gala together, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and Franklin uh, Plaza Hotel. Like, yeah, Franklin Plaza restaurant or hotel, whatever. Yeah, down it's in the Troy. old bank in Troy. Yep. And there was a gentleman. They would line up. You know, we'd, we'd be hired for the night. It was New Year's Eve, and there was a gentleman that comes in, and he's all dressed up in a tuxedo. And he he came in. Michelle's at the other end of the room reading somebody, and he threw himself down like I had like a chaise, which you didn't have to lay down, but he decided <laughs> he was going to lay down. So he lays down, and he says. Uh, I'm not afraid of death. I I work in cardiology. He said, so I'm very familiar with death. He goes, well, I want to talk to you about the sound it makes. Oh. And I kept, so he kept, remember he kept saying yeah. it? So he's getting louder and louder. I keep turning around to Michelle, like, what is he Lucy talking saying, about? Help me. <laughs> so he goes, yeah, you know, the sound that it makes when someone dies on the table. And I go, oh, well, sweetheart, I said, that's a you thing. That's a me thing. I said, I don't hear them when they die. And the look on his face was absolute, like, shock. Like, he thought he was going to talk shop with me. And yeah, that like, just oh. goes to show that everybody gets it, or psychic things, differently. Yeah. And that I'm not supposed to have all of those gifts, or nobody is. No. But yep. that he had this particular gift and he didn't realize that it was just special to him but he he wanted to talk about the sound and he was just like the wind was taken right out of his sails like, when wait I said a second that. i thought we could chat yeah i thought we were going to talk about that what sound did he talk about the sound no he didn't tell me what the sound oh, was. oh man i know it's fascinating i'd love to know we should track him down absolutely um <laughs> so have you ever had an experience at a scene that was like deja vu that you felt that you had seen the whole accident incident people um, a couple prior. times, but I mean, oh, that's cool. It's uh, ironically, I, I was at a training seminar this past past four days, and mm-hmm. for some reason, I was thinking of a car stuck in the tube. And then one of the the scenarios was a 
car stuck in the culvert and how are you gonna get the purse out look at you being oh, wow <laughs> look at you um but have you had that with an accident where all of a sudden in the middle of the accident you you're like oh wow i i know exactly how this scenario is going to play out uh not offhand i mean i i just because if it was experience i don't know because you like as soon as you like see something you're like well how the hell how the heck that happened? Sorry. Oh, you can you swear. Can oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. How the we hell always that said much worse. <laughs> and you're, so much worse. You're looking at it like, okay, did the car come this way? Did it come that way? And then you figure out, oh, I was like, well, watch. Probably the car came from this way. And it turns out, yep, yeah, the car came this way. They both spun around. So that's why they're facing their opposite direction. So like replay. Yeah. You have the replay in your head when you get there. You can read yeah. the scene. It's not all the time. Yeah. Well, no, like, nothing's ever 100%. It's, it's not like they show on television. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's hit and miss. Have you ever yourself had a near-death experience? Uh, well, you could say, uh, not to pat myself in the back, but every time you go into a fire. Uh, right. Oh, okay. So, so talk about like that. There's just, there's, well, I don't ever, it's people, it's weird to explain it to a person. It's like, like, oh, what were you thinking at that moment? It's like, there's so many things that have to happen. In order, right? You don't think about. You're thinking about the task. You're and thinking not, about the task. You're not thinking about what's going on at hand. Right. Um, uh, probably the closest that ever happened was uh, we were at the fire, and the fire was coming out the front window and it's coming out the front doors, and there was aluminum uh, overhang. And uh, just as we were getting ready to go in, we grabbed the line. It got caught on something, and then had we had like five more feet, we would have been underneath that overhang as the overhang came down. Oh, wow. Oh, something prevented it. So it was, something like, yeah, was holding we were, you back. It was like caught around something. We had to flip the hose around. And, and, and in the meantime, where you would have been. Right where right. we would have been. Did wow. You, did you have life review at that moment? <laughs> have you had that yet? Increased my life insurance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fair to say that you're not afraid of death or the thought of death or the concept of death. Well, I, no, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. I, would, I would think I would probably feel more robbed. Oh, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Feel more robbed. Yeah, because especially with my daughter and she's adorable. Like, right. <laughs> so like, you you want to make sure that every moment counts. Yeah. So like, even though you run into a burning building, you want to make sure that every moment counts. Yeah, I want to make sure. I, I hope get our out listeners too, are, are thinking about that right now. That every moment counts. Yeah, amen. Um, have you ever had somebody come back? I feel like I'm firing questions at him. Have you ever had somebody, like one of the patients come back or somebody that you did save that had perhaps a near death and yes. to thank you and was able to tell you scenes from that that they should not have been able to see? Um, yeah, we actually had a, um, a gentleman having a heart attack and we had to shock him several times to bring him back and he just kept dying. After you shock him, he lived for a little bit and he would die. And... Uh, we thought he had passed, and we were told like later that night, like no, he's upstairs. He's actually doing fine. They wow. uh, got in there, got a uh, a by, uh, um, pacemaker. Nope. Uh, stint. A stent. They put a stent uh, in. Thank you. I must be psychic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cardiologist that was. Ch- no. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so once they got that, the heart rate went heart rate went normal. Oh, blood flows returned, and I remember talking to him afterwards because we stopped up to see him. He goes, "I just remember feeling very warm." Really? Somebody else told me that too. That when they're, um, they had actually died in um, during childbirth, mm. and it was a complication from that 
and she said this very same thing. She said she felt like warm, and but she she thought the woman was rubbing on her chest, and she saw a nurse, and she could describe the nurse, mm-hmm. um, and doing she kept thinking right? what, that she was doing compressions on her, and she kept thinking like, why are they hurting me? Why are they hurting my chest? When she woke up, she wanted to thank that nurse. Mm-hmm. There was no nurse that was fit the description. the description. And it was a very specific. The woman had long black braids, wow. you know, so Jamaican looking. And um, no. she Angel. Yes. Well, <laughs> clearly. Have you yeah. seen an apparition or like the spirit leave the body at the scene? No. No. You've never, never seen anything never like seen that? Never seen anything like that, no. Well, we've heard that before. Well, we've I, seen no, I'm walk. sorry. I'm sorry. I stand. I, t- I take that back. We were going... To a call in the stockade, you know, very historic bar skeptic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Love it there. I remember I was driving, so I wasn't the paramedic there, a paramedic attending to the patient. But I turned around to grab something else, and as I walked back, like, they were already gone. They were upstairs somewhere. So I walked to the door, and there was a woman in a nightgown. She goes, they're up the top of the stairs. I was like, oh, thank you. Went upstairs, and it took a minute to register. I was like, that's the woman that was just... Downstairs, downstairs telling you how to get upstairs. Wow. Did so she survive? So you did see the apparition. Did she Did she live or did she go? She passed. So she already yeah. knew she was on her way and wow. was just giving you directions. Did she look solid or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like we were talking right now. Oh, wow. Like she was waiting at the door to tell me, like, wow. my family member or somebody upstairs. But it was because it was a, a, a rear floral pink and bluish nightgown that she was wearing and upstairs and there it was the same one. That's incredible. There's not a doubt in my mind it wasn't the same woman. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so have you ever, after the fact, have you ever dreamt of any of the souls or dreamt of the, you know, the, the scenes? I was going to say crime scenes. I didn't um, mean that. I didn't mean once, that. a real long time ago, uh, and I, I told you about it. It was the, uh, an accident on Castleton. Oh, was that one? And uh, the, I'm sorry. And you don't the, have to apologize for not being close to the mic. Just get close to the mic. And, uh, the, <laughs> We're very casual here, yeah. so don't worry. The, uh, the gentleman we got on scene, and, and the uh, the driver was was killed on scene. Oh. And like I had a couple of dreams about that, like reliving that, and that was I remember that because like it's very musty here, but it was winter time. I'm like, oh well, maybe it's because we're close to the river. And like, see, for when I first started noticing that musty smell, I was like, old house. Near a river. You were writing it off. I was writing right. it off. Yeah. Dismissing then, it. That's a pretty common, um, I think, thing that everybody does. And then they realize, I've been getting this for years. I've been doing yeah. that particular uh, ability or gift for years. And they discredit it. And explain it yeah, away. And it, was, and it wasn't for, until years later when I talked to that woman at that continuing when like things like started like clicking and like. Oh. Adding up for you. It's like, oh right. my gosh. Right, right. So now if you ever walk into my house, you smell a musty smell. <laughs> I don't know why I want you to tell me or not. <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, have you found that some of your other psychic abil- abilities have started to develop? Not since, since we moved. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> when you first moved into this house that you're in now, you guys had some problems with energy. Um, yeah. And then we... Uh, 
we set up some defenses. They moved next to some power lines. Oh, so that at was, the end of the power lines is a cemetery. So, so it was oh, just wow. like direct so access, like a, like a yeah train, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah highway, a railroad. <laughs> right, came in every right to the house. Yep. So, but but no, that, anything that ever like fe- affected me directly wasn't until after. Uh, I met my wife there, so. Ah, <laughs> she so she's her. the cause? Yeah. So she's Dog. the... <laughs> so it's all because of her. So yeah. really, if if we were to break that down, it's probably because you opened his heart shop. Oh. See? <laughs> I can always make something lovely out of nothing. <laughs> we also said, my, my aunt said it was because uh, my mother never approved of any of my girlfriends, so she's trying to scare her away. So. Oh, <laughs> well, it, she's stuck, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> she's sticking. So have you experienced, I mean, you're away from the mic, if you want to come on over here, have you experienced things as well, or as a result of him going to accidents and things, have you had almost like byproduct of him having the accidents? Um, His personality, his personality changes. I've reached out to Michelle a couple times, like, can you check on Brian? Because he's being a real, like, a-hole for no reason. (laughs) Like... And she'd be like, oh, yeah, he's got some attachments. I'll take care of that he's for you. Again. Like, so, and he probably brought it home. Like, you know, we talk about people bringing home their work. But in the case of that, they're probably he's probably bringing home energies or even the trauma from an incident. It's got to be kind of wearing on, on so many first responders and people in law enforcement that it changes their whole persona. Yeah, but that that's about it, like, as far as... Um, Besides our old house. Our old house was cursed. (laughs) Well, I know that other, for myself included, I know, I don't know about Michelle, but like we just went to a restaurant, my daughter and a girlfriend and her daughter, the four of us went a few weeks ago and um, we, the place was haunted and we were in there talking about the place being haunted. That night we went home and obviously they went back to their house. I went back to ours in Rotterdam and nobody slept. We all got up in the morning and everybody's like, oh my God, I dreamt all night. People heard doors opening and shutting. It was like we all brought it home. But it was because I think we were engaging it. A little bit different than, you know, an accident. Because that's probably a lot more high intensity. So, but yeah, people comment on that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, You got to be careful what you say. We had somebody too. I I think I referred them to you, but they were in uh, construction. Thanks, Don. And in the construction, they were doing the same thing. They were getting woken up. The wife actually contacted us. Oh yeah, and he was I can't remember their names doing that. He would go to the sites where somebody you know might have been murdered, and then they were cleaning up the the sites. Yeah, the crime scene. And then Ugh. he was not sleeping all night, and they were having all kinds of like lights turning on and off. But I don't think there's any accident that like ghost hunters that the first show that was so revolutionary. Um, on the History Channel, they were plumbers. And the Northeast Paranormal Society, they're general contractors. Right. I mean, these are the people that are in there touching stuff and, you know, changing the homes, improving, we like to say, but I'm sure a lot of the ghosts are, you know, don't don't touch my shit. Right. I'm serious. I remember one of my early experiences with seeing ghosts. Um, I went to a friend's house who lived in North Troy. It was right on the river. Troy is a hotbed, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. I could Sorry to the, shout out to people in Troy. Oh I mean, we got area. I mean, all, the whole capital region has got great spots, pockets oh, yeah. if you love ghost hunting. But Troy is 
pretty oh intense. Gosh. It is. You know, so much hasn't changed. I think when you change stuff, um, if you have, if you have, <laughs> if you have I, knew, I knew he was. That's why I was. Brian's from Troy. He's right here. Yeah. My dad and my grandparents. South Troy. South Troy? Oh, that's yeah, where I lived for a while. I'm just literally talking. No one can hear me. Oh. <laughs> but it's fine. Nobody wants to listen to me any damn way. <laughs> no one wants to hear you. All right. Oh, my gosh. No, but, yeah, it's just, I remember people were uh, working on a house, and there was an old man there that he kept hitting things with his cane. And the little girls kept saying, there's a man with a stick. And I came over, and I sat, and sure enough, they'd put an air conditioner in the window that he used to look out before he died so he was whacking stuff around with his cane and you know they don't like the change so you get these first responders you get people who um, you know improvement improving on things crime scene folks i mean they're going to bring energies home when hurricane uh, irene happened oh my gosh and um remember rotterdam we were junction, gosh that yeah. was rotterdam junction all that area yep. obviously was decimated we didn't was, sleep for no we were constantly checking all of us we call it the god squad but um, they're all of the psychic friends were saying, are you getting phone calls? I'm getting emails. People were so constantly talking about it. But my favorite was um, a father of a bunch of daughters, beautiful daughters and beautiful wife. And he lived um, downstate. But he was doing a lot of the contracting up here. And um, he was a sandblaster. But anyways, he, he's in one of the places, and I want to say it was uh, Nelliston. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they were working on a building and I went to do readings at their house in like say like Kinderhook mm-hmm. and um, here he is great big guy he's got an earring and he's got like a mohawk and he gets up into the room and he goes so what's the deal with all the effing ghosts <laughs> walking around after? and I go yeah and he goes what is that he said we're on the sites and as they were working and giving out like you know the days the crew's mm-hmm. you know assignment They'd see somebody walking behind the rest of the crew, and they'd say, excuse me, sir, you need a hard hat to be here. The guy would be walking, looking around, <laughs> and he, what he described it best, he said it looked like a painting that had been smudged. He said all of a sudden I'd realize it wasn't a real person, yeah. but they had people leave that site because tools were turning on and, and things mm-hmm. were getting moved around, and people were like, yeah, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah, and a couple of houses were washed away, and those ghosts were displaced, so yep. that they didn't have a home anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was just free, free-ranging ghosts, and we had to go and and do some, you know, spirit cleanup along with the the building and and you know construction cleanup. Do you find you know Michelle kind of asked you that your other senses might increase when we're talking mm-hmm. about as the spirit goes to the other side but have you found with whoever your partner is that you've started to be able to read them i know a lot of times with the fellows and and women in law enforcement they will say that they can start to read the other person you can tell in in facial changes oh Um, see already you're being dismissive stop it no 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 actually because i picked up on it and there's a house on van breaking avenue skeptic and we're taking care of uh, the gentleman inside and I, on my corner of my eye, I kept seeing somebody peek around around the, the kitchen and uh, I noticed that as I'm starting an IV on the on the, woman, the person I look up and my partners go like this too so like he's seeing it he's too. seeing it and then uh, so nobody comments nobody huh? comments <laughs> I was really cause it was just a, I, I didn't see it directly but it was a very dark figure and okay. uh, um, the woman was like Oh, you see him, don't you? 
Oh, she like, picked up on it. I was like, the woman you were giving the IV to? Uh, it or, was or her. Someone? It was her. Uh, uh, somebody that was. Uh, oh, okay, there. okay. I was like, yeah. What's what? Who is that? It's like, just, oh, don't worry about it. It's just one of, the, one of our, our guests. The house ghost. And okay. uh, <laughs> and uh, I going up to the hospital. She goes, oh, it used to be a speakeasy in the basement and this that, and everything else. Oh, blah, blah, blah. we should go do it. And then um, adventure there. Boy, almost like a year later, um, there's a show, My Ghost Stories, caught on tape. Yeah. And they're like, I was watching it, and they're like, we were in the station, and it came up as Scarenectity, and then it showed the house. So I'm like, you, I'm calling, I'm like, you got to turn on the TV right now. It's oh, the so house. it was it's featured the on the actual show. It was actually featured on the oh, show, that's yeah. that's awesome. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, well, yeah, another, Scarenectity, another one. And uh, oh, one yeah, of the groups went so down old. there, like, uh, they were playing cards in the basement, and they were trying to do a trigger, so they had guys dressed up as cops going, okay, it's a raid, it's a raid. And I guess they got a couple of voices, but I I never heard anything past that. And was this a, a ghost hunting group that went down? I think so. Oh, cool. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is good. I love it. What other, well, has it changed then? Obviously it has, but has it changed your perception about our energy, life after death, um, any of those things that probably going into this you didn't initially have? Um, I always just thought like your, your my personal belief was like uh, your body consists of energy and you can't like really destroy energy so it has to go somewhere. So that, that's, that's always been my opinion and or my my you feeling, feeling. on my opinion. But And has it, it changed? Not really. I don't think so. So you still feel like it's energy but it just it's transmuted differently. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that the energy continues on after the body goes? Yeah, so yeah. That's like uh, if it goes to like being reborn or if it goes somewhere else. And yeah, because we've done some past life work. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Which has been pretty fascinating. You said the, the soul fragments and, yeah. and uh, the, the, the back injury I had out in Buffalo. So and Oh, yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Sometimes I, I do clearing work with soul fragment um, energy, which is past life energy that you bring forward into the current lifetime with you and a lot of times people are suffering from an injury that i don't know about and then i experience a lifetime of theirs when i'm clearing them and i'll explain an injury and like a lance goes through that person in that spot it's like oh my gosh i have a chronic problem in that spot so that happens most times when i do the soul fragment work it's really cool so and you you continue to but you like objects that have spirit energy attached to them <laughs> like oh he's a collector they're historical <laughs> his wife dawn is snickering behind me <laughs> the eyes on dawn his wife behind us just so you know is and she's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. huge so he likes to go to flea markets and things like that explain brian <laughs> Oh yeah! Explain the pencil stuff. <laughs> Explain. All right. Well, so I, I I got into doing pen turning pens, and uh, I like historical stuff. So like, okay, we'll get some pen blanks from Yankee Stadium, and I'm like, oh, you kind of need to make a pen out of a Waverly Hills uh, sanatorium. Uh. Yeah. He, so he got wood Ooh. from a sanatorium <laughs> to make a so pen. So they're still out in the garage. So for our listeners, uh, make sure you Google Waverly Hills mm-hmm. sanatorium. <laughs> it is probably one of the most haunted locations in the United States. Absolutely. And up top 10 of the world. I think. Right. And people go there 
um, to visit on a regular basis. Yes. All did. right. But if you're going to do something like that, you got to go big. And apparently he went big. He he went big. He, he got a pen. Pieces of it. <laughs> and then he's got it in his house. Yeah, you don't do that. It's in the garage. I, it's in the garage. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll protect you. <laughs> that'll protect you. Just leave it on the garage. Leave it in your car. That'll protect you. Those spirits won't follow you in the house. My aunt used to say... Um, you know, if there's somebody here, give me a sign, but don't say it out loud. Just leave it in a note. Like, you know, yeah. just like, <laughs> anyways, that was an ongoing family joke. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, but so, do you make these pens and pencils to sell to other people or just for no, your own use? I, I just make them just because. Yeah, just, just say just no a, to that one. Just say no. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I'm currently haunting everyone's house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody's stuff. Have I, have you, a, I have a grudge with this person. Here, have a pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a voodoo doll pen. Yeah. Right. Well, we, I, Michelle and I had somebody who went to Penn State, Ooh, Penn, yep. the penitentiary, mm-hmm. and never had any belief in spirits or anything like that in activity. And his girlfriend called me and said, we really need your help. He's had all kinds of activity in his home, objects yep. moving, and I think that he has a possession. And mm-hmm. by God, he had, he had forgotten he did it. But he did. He had a. He would make. He'd be sitting there. We'd be talking. The lights would be going on and off. Yep. Only when he spoke, it was like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, it was really creepy. And I love we, that stuff. We we did. We cleared him. But then he <laughs> remembered <laughs> that he had been to the the Penn, Penn State, yep. and Penn he State. had been messing around with his girlfriend, going, "Ooh, I'm gonna touch this. Ooh, I'm gonna, like he was messing <laughs> there. So you know, they were like, "Yeah, you're pissing us off. We're gonna come home and and yeah. do a little business with you." I think I've told you before, we can't watch those ghost shows in my house because they come through the television. Um, and I think it's because they know I can clear them. I mean, it's not like just me. I'm sure it hap- happens to a lot of people, especially if you're an empath or do any kind of spirit work. They come through because it's like, oh, my gosh, they can see me. They can feel me. And my poor husband, I don't need a ghost you know, machine. He's just unconscious. He's like, I can't get my eyes open. I'm like, okay, you're loaded. They jump through the television onto my husband. So it's, it's, I know, if it's a negative energy, he feels like there's a battle axe in his head. He's got, you know, his uh, psychic uh, dictionary is very specific with just general unconsciousness or battle axe kind of stuff. But yeah, they, they will come through and even listening to EVPs, you got to be really careful. I know. Yeah. We've done that before. When you talk about the deja vu on scenes, I never had that. But again, out in Fort Erie, Ontario, I had that. And that's where I had a back injury. Uh, oh, that was the past life. Yeah. And, I'll uh, share that story with us again. I w- went to, when was that? 2000? Was that before the baby was born? Before yeah. the baby, yeah. So I like the Revolutionary War and, and the French Indian War because it happened up here. And uh, she could care less. Uh, <laughs> but I dragged her to Fort Erie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, like just going there, I was like, oh, I. It's, it's it's weird. It's like I, I feel like I've been there before. I mean, I've seen it on TV before and everything like that. And, but it was like it was like someplace that like I had to go to. Needed was, to go to. We're right there in Buffalo, and it, it was that excited feeling I explained to you about the yeah. cemetery today. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I get that in Gettysburg. So we're we're coming around an area, and, and it's like, oh, like I know it's over here. It's like over here is what overlooks that way, and and then uh, like I got this really sharp pain in my back, and like. My sister-in-law's chiropractor. She actually had a. We actually sat down on the bench and she had to adjust my back and my neck. Oh. And it was like. It, so you had like a physical cause like happened oh right yeah. then at the spot. Wow. Yeah. He was reliving it, a wound. It was bothering me like 
working up to it, but then like when we got to that one spot, I'm like, this is, you got bad right there. This one is where it happened. I, I went on a trip, like a field trip to um, Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, where my people are. Yep. So, <laughs> so I went, I'd never been before, and it was, it was October, so it was like an absolute carnival. So the streets are full, and um, it was kind of like a rainy day, and so we're standing there um, looking at the different vendors, and I could see between the narrow, like parts of the city are still cobblestone, and I could see through the cobblestone like alleyway the back of this other brick structure. And as soon as I looked at it, everybody was talking, I felt such sadness, such remorse, and I just knew something horrible had happened there. I mean, obviously you can't probably swing a dead cat there without <laughs> something horrible of happening. So... I walked over to the building mm-hmm. and I had to touch the building and I, I never my hand never left the building and I walked all the way around the front. It was the courthouse and it was where they had been um, tried and imprisoned and imprisoned and, and many of them like hung right there in public. But we were at the back of it. It wasn't nobody was touring it or anything. But all of a sudden it just caught my attention and it actually gave me the feeling like you gotta come over here and touch. Yeah, please <laughs> yes. touch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That kind of house. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you on the um, accident scenes, have you ever had equipment glitches? Have you had equipment malfunction or do kind of uh, battery drains? Things, right, battery drains. Uh, actually, yeah. Like uh, we have these uh, monitors called life packs. And well, the new ones are horrible, but <laughs> yeah, new and they, they, won't, they won't take up blood pressure. But but yeah, like the batter, one of the batteries will just like start beeping. Needs needs to be changed every once in a while. Uh, light on my helmet supposed to get like uh, several hours of straight use like if you have it on for like maybe two hours and add a fire or here and there have to change them more often than so you feel so, like energies are... And they use the good batteries, too, so... Yeah. Right. They use the good batteries. So it's probably... Yeah, I'm not I doubting hope so. that. Right. <laughs> so y- you're feeling as if it, it's there's something else that's probably interfering with that at those scenes yep. with the equipment. Have you ever... Um, you said you saw the spirit of the woman that you did the work on. Did you guys ever... Because so many times people at um, accidents or crime scenes... Talk about seeing an angel or light. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Like just like you're in the woods and all of a sudden you see a light off to the side. No, I mean the the only thing that I've seen recently, mm-hmm. and I told Michelle about was uh, on the power lines by my house. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was dragging like, <laughs> some of the the grass clippings off into the the woods, and like down at the end, there's I I've seen them twice. And I haven't seen them ever since we talked, but it seemed like there's a, a man with a black trench coat way down and be close to where the cemetery is because oh. it's a good shot like uh, if you stand in the power lines of my house you can actually see right to the Heldebergs the, the towers on the Heldebergs mm. and so I look I look up and down them all the time because there's deer out there right right and other animals that make really weird noises in the woods at night <laughs> <laughs> I, how do, you know I when I speak to classes I always say you know don't tell me as much about what you saw how did it make you feel how did he make you feel? The man in the trench coat. Oh, the first time was kind of weird because like it was just he was just standing there. It did, was just standing there. Did he look solid? Yeah, mm-hmm. just black and just a very. And the second time I saw him, like oh, there he is again. Did you feel threatened? No. Curious. 
curious, but never threatened or anything. Did you like get any kind of feeling in, within the body? Like, did you get a pressure on your chest or throat or forehead? No. Because some people, or did you get the goosebumps? I haven't had the goosebumps since we left the old house. Oh, so boy, it sounds like the old house was chock full. Why don't you tell us about the old house? <laughs> <laughs> the whole house was on King's Road, right in the beginning of King's Road in Sackley. Oh. And uh, so from the day I moved in, like the, I, I could, I, if I got through a complete wash cycle, it was amazing because the lid would always lift up. On the, on on the, the washer. washer. And so you go down and like throw the stuff in there and like the lid's up. And I joked with my wife when she first moved, I'm like, yeah, there's a ghost downstairs. He doesn't like laundry being done. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, I, and water works like a conduit, so yeah. anything mm-hmm. that's connected to the water, it, they seem to mess around with that. They'll turn faucets on or mess around with yep. that stuff. And uh, so I think she experienced it a couple times. But um, we got rid of uh, the the auger broke or the uh, agitator broke, so we bought a new one with a locking lid. <laughs> and it solved the problem, except for about a month later, brand new washer. Uh, started filling and it overflowed oh that like never and happens it was pissed and it had like that uh it had that weight sensor in it so it was the eco boost eco wash and everything like that and it flooded our basement and uh, it's like wow. well if you're not gonna let me open it i'm yeah, gonna flood you out inches of water in the basement <laughs> oh do you guys ever find out the history of the house or anything and over that's you did you say schenectady yeah. king's, king's highway king's yeah. road yeah. I mean, um, that's one of the there's a roads. lot of, I think, in that area, there's a lot of limestone in the ground. Mm-hmm. So that works kind of to hold yeah. the memory of whatever. And that Kings Road is... Ever, yeah. I've had so many people on both. Is it Kings Road and then is it Curry Road extension? Curry, Curry Road extension. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like the one that right over from it. Yeah. So many different clients say they've seen things walking in the field, mm-hmm. lights in the field. Um, I can't handle that one field off of Curry, Curry, the Curry Road extension there on the left. I yeah. can't even tolerate The people it. that live across the street from that actually reported hearing not only something that was a bizarre animal, and, and they all hunt, so they, they couldn't discern they couldn't what it was. It. And it sounded like a railroad coming at them, the energy. Jeez. And they kept seeing, they'd sit out on their porch and they'd see these different lights. And at first yeah. they thought it was like fireflies, but it wasn't. It was too big. And it would move differently than Firefly. Yeah. So, but that's all in that area. And you got the Truex yeah. uh, burying grounds and the, tru- uh, the old Truex. Uh, Truex like site, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a lot of energy there. I, of course, want to move near there. <laughs> Such a psycho. <laughs> oh I just, uh, I'd probably never sleep again. But, um, yeah, that's, now, you sold the house. Yes. Do you know <clears throat> if anyone who's living there now is having any experiences? or? I honestly don't know. But I think I cleared the heck out of that, yeah. so they should be good. Yeah, we had the one night we had um we had a stand that's probably like maybe two and a half feet high in the in the bathroom, and it had a glass front on it, and I was in the office on the computer, and she was upstairs, and it the way I could, the best way I could describe it, somebody took a, a hammer and smashed a window three times. Wow! And she thought I fell. My uh, I had a rather large Dalmatian at the time. He came running in behind me and like staying over the corner. It's a small. It was a narrow hallway, but uh, there was glass in the hallway. And I got up and looked. This bathroom vanity or stand had moved out about a foot and a half away from the wall, turned like a forty-five degree angle. The glass was smashed in the hall. The glass was behind it. Uh, the glass crazy. was inside. That's of it. impossible for you know. It and sounds like it was spun and hit yeah. at the same time. And our our other dog was, was he upstairs with you. 
Who's that, Molly? Molly. Yeah. She was upstairs with her, and, like, she came downstairs, and, like, her eyes were absolutely huge. And You know, and the dog's scared that maybe yeah. it's a bad thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Everybody that works in my house, I ha- I've probably said this before, I have mm-hmm. to warn them ahead of time because I have, a like, a resident ghost, and, of course, I bring home some. Mm-hmm. And just recently <laughs> it happened again. I have a friend who's doing work in the house, and he used to be um, uh, in corrections, and now he's retired. He works in – actually, it's um, – oh, I can't think of the word. Um Security? And security. Yeah, thank you. I must be psychic. I had, I had good memory before. It's like, anyway, so um, I didn't warn him before I left the house. Uh-oh. And um, he said, yeah, your house is haunted, like, big time. And it was so loud. It sounded like something got thrown down the stairs that my dog yep. reacted mm-hmm. and came. And he was working on the ceiling in the bathroom, came and got underneath the ladder and, like, was shaking. Was hiding. Like, hiding <laughs> with him. So, yeah. If you, if you have resident spirits that you live well with, you know, you share that the space, I think I found that it's important to tell them, we're going to have a guy come and work on the house. This is his name. Don't bother him. If you have a resident spirit, that does help. That's very polite of you. I never yeah. even thought to do that. Because they, they're not sure. It's like, okay, there's this person in the house. And, you know, they could... Especially if it's a spirit and they're not stuck in the house. They well, may one time, have been Sarah, out. I left the house and my daughter, Sarah, actually called the police. She heard somebody upstairs walking around. Yeah. Somebody, and so I pull up and there's this Rotterdam cop there. And he goes, is this your house? I go, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, oh, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> so she's inside in the closet with the phone <laughs> thinking that she was going to be like abducted or something. And, and it was the resident ghost. <laughs> so. Never a dull um, moment. When, when I like wrap. In the, in the basement again. Um, in the old house, I moved the, ba- the the office downstairs once the baby came. It sounded like s- something got knocked over and then kicked. Oh! And we went downstairs in the basement, and like I had a box of pens and markers. Pens and again? They were all over. <laughs> yeah, it's pens. I should get rid of the pens. <laughs> they were all over the basement. Oh, That's wow. Insane. They scattered them. Yep. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, things got so much better when you moved. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> I find with to um, people that work on cases, no accidents or mm. accidents uh, that they're at the scene. Later on, they meet other family, like somebody, like you said, you saw it on television. You were at the house and you saw it on TV. Has that experience happened where your paths, uh, like remarkably, um, cross, cross paths in the with future. the other family? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Because sometimes that happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Any other questions from you? Any other final stories you want to share with all of us? Yeah, interesting stories about, you know, calls and supernatural stuff. Uh, Back in February, we had a house that had a broken pipe. And we shut the water off to the pipe. And it was was at when it was, like, negative temperature. Then all of a sudden it went up to, like, 30 degrees for those two days. A pipe broke in the woman's house. So I used to work on foreclosed homes, so I know how to take the foreclosure pictures. So I told the woman, I was like, all right, well, I'll go in your house. I'll take the foreclosed pictures. And as I'm taking every picture, there's there's orbs all through it. So I'm like, oh, wow. maybe it's just dust. Right. But then I'm like, ah, it's damp in here, so it really shouldn't be. Be anything floating around, and, right? And um, one of the guys I work with, I got him watching some of the, the shows. <laughs> and um, I had the woman's phone. I didn't have my phone, and I, I'm, I regret this because upstairs – I'm sorry, in the back room, there was a, you would snap a picture and you would hold there for a little bit and you would see it, 
it was uh, it looked like a, a piece of string in the air. Oh, yeah. Ectoplasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they call that like a spiral yeah. orb. And I, I told him, I was, like, I was like, Timmy, give me your phone. I, got, I, wanted, I wanted a picture. I, got, I have to show this to Michelle. He's like, nope, that stuff's not going on my phone. Oh, <laughs> come would, on. I would love to he see that could, stuff. But it was, it was also upstairs. And she goes, oh, the old man that used to live upstairs, uh, he fell upstairs and had to go to a nursing home. And, but that was the last place he lived. But apparently her father died. Her, yeah, her father died in the back room. And that's oh, where this. Oh, this, the swirly. It was, yeah. It was weird because it was like a piece of silver thread just like in the air. Yeah, I've gotten those on, uh, on photographs of those myself. It, after my uncle died, we took a picture, um, you know, a regular family Christmas time picture. Mm-hmm. And every single picture in that, you know, that's when you had to get film developed. Right. <laughs> it came back with that same spiral thing. And first we, we, you know, we were trying to disprove it, oh, the camera cord or someone's finger. But in the one picture, it was, I just caught it. It must have been pausing for a second. You could make out a face. Mm. Really? And it was his. Wow. So it, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's like an ectoplasm. Um, and sometimes I think the orb stretches out in order to, you know, take form, trying okay. to actually take on a human form. Because, you, you know, you see them um, in various forms. You get orbs, you get figures, you get them all the different colors. Um, so that's probably. Right. And then when a person passes in a room, you often get um, a portal. Okay. A space you know, that someone went, hopefully crossed over. If not, you know, then they're a ghost there. But um, did I ever tell you that story? Um, I hope my mom doesn't mind me talking about this. The night my, my father passed away, we um, he was in home hospice. And we were with him when he passed and, you know, doing all the stuff. And we stayed with him for a while. And um, we were, the hospice nurse came and was getting rid of all of the, um, you know, the morphine and whatnot. It had been an hour since he passed, and all of a sudden I heard the most horrifying scream come from the room where my father still was. So I go running in, and he still, you know, I saw him go to the light. All the animals we ever owned came for him. It was the most amazing thing. Mm. But there was this poor man standing in the corner of the room crying. He want, he, I think he was trying to take advantage of the portal that had opened for my father when he crossed, and he hadn't gotten there. It took him that long because he was an earthbound spirit. I don't, did I ever tell you that story? Mm-hmm. And. I looked around because I heard screaming and no one else that were all just sitting there. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, it was so loud. And I said, don't worry, I'll help you. Then it, it was interesting because I just felt like I used my hands instead of my pendulum. And I felt like I opened it up. And then I saw a light body come through, like an angelic presence, and he was gone. So wow. I think that's sometimes why you get um, when a person is passed in a certain spot it picks up ghosts people are trying to get there it's like they're trying to catch that train yeah right and they miss it and they're stuck and that really was an experience for me and i I was of of course you know i think maybe my dad's still he you know he's with with me every day so it's you know i can talk about that it's you know well going back to like feel when when the gentleman told me he just felt warm uh the night my mother passed which was may 20th when we were supposed to do the original Oh. And uh, I wow. told Michelle, I was like, "This is weird because like I've been thinking about her, uh, thinking about her all day." And wow. she said, "May twentieth is going to be the day." But um, no mistakes. The, the no. hospice nurse. <laughs> when we got there, the room was warm, mm-hmm. like, and but the window was open, and uh, um, the, when the hospice nurse actually placed a, a candle by the window and lit it, and she goes, "This is going to help them go to wherever they have to go." Mm-hmm. And as I remember, amazing. like, just it was just. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was like, it was comfortable. Just right. And it right. Was, but it was. But my mother had passed right there. Wow. Yeah. And then we ran through all the fog on the 
Kings Road on the way home. Of course. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I experienced that warmth, you know, because I do Reiki. I've been kind of falling into, into this niche, niche of um, hospice Reiki, and it's always the most amazing experience to be with someone when they cross. You know? mm. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought it would bother me more than it does. But it does I, I just feel like I'm, you know, helping. Well, obviously you're doing, you know, you're I'm doing the work, them. right. You're doing the work that you were you were born to do, and that's, yeah. that's part of it is you're using your gift, just like Brian is, yeah. to help other people. That's what it's all about. Do you have any other questions, my dear, for Brian? Do you have, uh, like, the urge to expand upon your abilities? Like, do you ever... Or do you just think it's going to naturally evolve? I just kind of think it will naturally evolve. I don't... I don't. I don't know how. Well, I may make a suggestion that you should probably stop collecting stuff if you're not <laughs> ready, because you're going to have some crazy shit happen at your house. I'm used to that. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. I live in a haunted house. I have a four-year-old and an eight-month-old dog. So yeah, there's there you go. There's always stuff crazy stuff. <laughs> well, if you ever want to, uh, Katie t- teaches amazing psychic development classes. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. That, you know, and obviously, you know, to, to ask, but I'll be mm-hmm. interested to see as time goes on with uh, your career, the other things that wind up happening for you or get illuminated for you during your journey. Thank you so much for being our guest and coming in tonight and talking to us about this. Thank you, D. Scott. Yay! Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, Michelle. Oh, thank you, Katie. So guys, make sure you listen for the next show. The next show is going to be with uh, South Glens Falls. Paranormal. Yeah, D. Scott didn't even know. Yeah, they're going to be in the studio with us. Some ghost hunting. um, Because their show is 518... Paranormal. Paranormal. Yeah, they do yeah. the 518 Paranormal Project. Pra- paranormal. So they're going to be on our show next time. Which is also on iHeart, by the way. All on iHeart. Yeah. So um, please subscribe oh, to both shows. And um, what did you want to say that he's whispering about? Why don't you go, you go ahead and mention it. Okay. Uh, actually, um, on the 20th, I went up to put flowers on my mother's grave. I went up to Saratoga National where my grandparents are. Mm. And... Uh, I told Michelle, like, I drove past this one section. I've never seen it before, and it's a section dedicated to those lost at sea or their remains have never been recovered. Mm. And so, again, that excited feeling, like, ah, oh, hey, I'm going to go take a explore this run. So I was looking at all the different graves. There's some from the Revolution right up to uh, Iraq. And then uh, it's been about maybe 10 minutes there, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get going. As soon as I got there, I got like, this really sick feeling, really nauseous. Got back to the car, and I just had a stomach ache, and I had pulled over on the side of a uh, uh, Bemis Heights actually and call mm. and uh, text Michelle she's like just do this and oh and so then, you could, like took on some energy oh uh, yeah, yeah like just uh, maybe grief, a quarter mile yeah. down the road it was gone one side wow yeah that's yeah I mean I did <clears throat> next time I went up there which was about a week later I ended up clearing that whole area <laughs> and there there was quite a bit there because you know Sometimes I can say, I've cleared this whole space. But do you think in that case, a lot of that is from the living that's coming there and not as much from... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's attached to the name because they feel lost and their name is someplace and that means something to them that they're not being forgotten. But a lot of times it's Because they're not physically there. Right. Right. But I think that obviously cemeteries and places that are like that, they're more for the living. Absolutely. And that... 
when the dead go on, their their heaven is where they want to be. So they're getting in the car with you when you drive over to you know right. It's like sunny oh, we got to go back there again. Right. <laughs> what, why the hell are we going there? Let's go over to the you know the bar down at the end of the corner. <laughs> Let's go have drinks. That's that's my heaven. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, but that's I think that the living their emotion, their grief mm-hmm. is what you m- may have picked up on it again. Pointing out that you're an empath. So that's all about that, that you would be pulling in that energy. So when I asked you in the beginning, do you ever get a feeling? Do you get it in your gut? Do you get it in your chest? Does anybody remember that? I remember. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I tell you. Well, I was so associating it more with like yeah. work related. Yeah. We're picking okay. on you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you so much, Thank Brian. You. And thank, thank you, you for your service. Really oh, appreciate no, no, no. it. Absolutely. Thank you very oh, much. Goodness. So, and D. Scott, thank you for your service as well. I sat here the whole time. I know. Yeah, you, you look at the numbers. And the my, job, my job for this one was to look at the levels and make sure that everyone was talking loud enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's what I did. Thank you. And you sure. did a wonderful job. Thank you. Our, my lovely assistant. <laughs> thank you. All right. I'll see you next time, Michelle. Sounds great, Katie. Thank you. Thank you.